We're glad that you could join us today. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome, everybody, to the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda. And for this week's episode, I'm going to be joined again by Kimmy and Ethan Cross to discuss Stranger Things 4 Part 2. So the remaining two episodes that were scheduled to air on Netflix uh, beginning July 1st have uh, come and gone, and we have a conversation about that. Spoiler conversation, uh, just like before. And uh, it's a really exciting, really great conversation for me to get to chat with them, to talk about things that we love. And uh, Stranger Things 4 was uh, very enjoyable. It was great. Uh, we, we all enjoyed the season quite a bit. And uh, we're planning to do future uh spoiler breakdowns on other shows that we like i need to touch base with kimmy and nathan but to see which shows would be good uh there's probably quite a few that we can choose from so looking forward to that and a huge thank you to everybody who listened to the first episode Uh, it did really well it was my most streamed slash downloaded episode uh second only to my debut episode with allison when i first started the podcast so thank you everybody for the support I'm assuming everybody found the episode enjoyable, and I hope you find this one enjoyable too. So here we go. This is part two of my Stranger Things season four conversation with Kimmy and Nathan Cross. Returning to the Casting for Fun podcast are my dear friends, Kimmy and Nathan Cross. Kimmy, Nathan, how are you both? Doing good. Doing awesome. Uh, it, it hasn't been that long, huh? I guess it's only been a month since last time we talked. So that's yeah, pretty that's cool. true. true. <laughs> how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Very well. Uh, family's doing well, healthy, and we're uh, really, really excited to actually get to chat this these last two episodes about Stranger Things Part Four or Four, se- Part Two of Season Four. Yeah, so yeah. Um, <laughs> these last two movies of Season Yeah, four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were long viewings, huh? <laughs> yeah, very cool. So um, before we jump into that, though, so uh, I had actually sent this question to Kim uh, to kind of prepare and talk about. It's actually a question I wanted to discuss going back to the previous episodes we had just watched. So as we kind of discussed in that other episode, uh, the running up that hill song from uh, Kate Bush has become massively popular and huge. And it was kind of cool that that was something that uh, Max had been listening to and probably would have been any any kid back in 1986 probably would have been listening to that song or a number of different songs. So it kind of just begged the question that I've been pondering and thinking about. Uh, hypothetically, if either of you were in Vecna's grasp, uh, is there a particular song like that you think could probably pull you out and save your life? You go first. <laughs> so um, if, if it can be any song from, any song. from yeah. our current era, yeah. uh, you're going to laugh. It would be Lawnmower by Sparks. Oh, I don't think I know that song actually. Sparks is amazing, insanely underrated. Lawnmower is a song from one of their most recent albums that is all about a guy who just loves his lawnmower. <laughs> and the song is insanely catchy. It's very bright and cheery. And it reminds me of Teddy, my our little guy here, because uh-huh. yeah, he absolutely loves it. Sorry, loves we should. that song. Um anyway. He, he absolutely loves that song so uh he has a toy lawnmower that part, he likes to push around the apartment while because, listening to the song <laughs> probably because of that song so hearing that song first of all would be a stark contrast to everything going on in beckna's mind palace yeah and and then of course it would remind me of all the people who i love so then i think that would give me the 
the strength to run. <laughs> also, I think it would confuse the living daylights out of Vecna. Yeah. <laughs> Why is song about lawnmowers? Yeah. Very cool. How about you, Kimmy? For, for mine, honestly, it could have been so many songs. And I thought to myself, okay, if, if it's a song that's got to motivate me to get away from Vecna, it has to be a song that isn't super slow or quiet. It has to be something that's going to get me going. So I was like, probably immigrant song. <laughs> oh, awesome. Great choice. Great Your dad would be proud. <laughs> or, <so. laughs> yeah. <clears throat> immigrant song or um, Iron Man by Black Sabbath oh, okay, is yeah. one I've always loved since I was a kid. Um, uh -huh. And uh, last contender would probably be the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Oh, the, okay. That's a good one. Yeah. He's a pirate theme. <laughs> That's yeah. a get up and go song, right? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent choices all around, all around. So was, I'm going to have to look up <laughs> that part. Well, look, up. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up for sure. You'll be, you'll be humming it. But yeah, it was <laughs> tough because I was like, oh man, you know, I love, I love this like Champagne Supernova by Oasis is one oh, of yeah. my all time favorite songs, but it starts out real slow and real quiet. It's like, man, I could be dead by then. <laughs> it's got to be something that comes right in and gets you and i think lawnmower does it for me oh yeah those are both really excellent choices in fact i, I feel kind of bad because initially i was thinking you know what i probably would have picked uh uh, Marry Me by Train, which is mine and Allison's first wedding dance song. But now Aww. that you bring up, I mean, you know, to remember your spouse, I mean, that's who you want to remember more than anyone else. But you guys bring up excellent points in that that song is very slow and it may not do the trick fast enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but going along the lines of what Nathan was talking about, about like, you know, remembering your loved ones and making sure, you know, they're, they're close to you. Uh, the song I really love a lot is uh, Wish You Were Here by Incubus. And uh, I, I love it because like, you know, he's in the song, he talks about experiencing great, amazing moments in your life. And anytime you're having those moments, you're immediately thinking to your mind, wish you were here, uh, referring to friends, family, loved ones who oftentimes aren't by your side, but you kind of wish they were, or if something cool, amazing happens, you immediately just drawn to the conclusion, oh, I wish so-and-so were here. This would be so cool to have them here with me. So remembering that you do have loved ones, friends, family members who care about you, I think that would be really vital. Uh, if you know a hypothetical imaginary monster like Vecna was trying to kill you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think if Max were in our day and age, I think she would have enjoyed that song too. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into uh, season four, part two. Uh, the two episodes, Papa and Piggyback. Uh, I have a lot to talking points for both of them, and just like before, I want to hear everything you guys want to discuss as well. Uh, we're probably going to be jumping back and forth between the two episodes. And what was also really interesting uh, is that a lot of the predictions that the two of you had suggested uh, came true. Which yeah. Was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, first, well, I want to start with, uh, with Brenner. Uh, it was a really shocking surprise to me that he would die. And I'm assuming this time for good. I think he's dead, dead this time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was, I guess, kind of how Nathan, you described before he was showing like those signs of like shades of gray. You know, he was like, I mean, coercing. Uh, 11 to have to get these additional powers to go through the uh, training treatments, whatever. But then at the end and his last dying act, he releases her, which I guess, you know, there was still that fatherly love that I guess he kind of had for her in his own twisted way. Right. Yeah. So, so I guess what, what were your thoughts with Brenner and the, the, the final episode with him in the Papa episode? I think him betraying Owens was like, it was coming. They were butting heads. Um, I think we were both really happy with how we went. 
Yeah. 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 It was the way he went was very much a reflection of how we feel about his character overall. It's like, he's like you said, shades of gray where he, he went out saving, um, you know, saving 11. Um, but at the same time, he had just betrayed Owens and left him for dead and done all these other awful things, you know, put, putting the collar on, on 11, you know, so sedating her. Yeah. yeah. You know, which was his own undoing. Cause if she'd been fully conscious, she probably could have saved them both, yep. you know, at that point. Um, we both really liked the fact that he tries to coerce Eleven into saying, like, tell me you understand why I did what I did. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't. She doesn't go angsty teen. She just calmly puts his hand down on the ground, looks off into the distance and says goodbye. And that was. I thought that was pretty awesome of her, especially considering yeah. that. uh at that point, Hopper was still dead to her. She had no father figure at all. So it would have been easy for her to, to accept him in some way there at the end, but she didn't. And I really liked that. But that was yeah. a good, that was a good character growth, an essential character growth moment for her. Long time coming. No, absolutely. Very, yeah. very good. Very well done. Yeah. I want to touch very briefly on uh, the, the Colonel. I have his name, my notes in here, my, his name here in my notes, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Sullivan. Uh, so again, we see him like, you know, he's the going after 11, you know, killing you know people to try and get her that she's the great threat with everything that's happened now. I mean, I'm assuming he's in um, that Owens is now in his possession that he hasn't captured. But then uh, with everything that's now happened in the final episode with uh, the gates being open now, I mean, is he still going to be uh, a hindrance to the group? Is he going to realize, you know, that there is this practice upside, upside down and that 11's their only chance of stopping it? I think he's still going to be a problem. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I'm worried about Owens. <laughs> <laughs> I like him so much. And I was like, they just left him. <laughs> I knew they had to, but still, I felt, I felt really bad for Owens. And we got no closure on Owens. So <clears throat> I do think he's obviously going to be showing up in season five. He's probably going to be trying to help contain the upside down because he has knowledge of that. He knows that, hey, flamethrowers will kind of help keep this at bay at least temporarily he's going to be sitting there trying to convince the colonel i think uh of uh oh you mean owens Owens, yeah i'm talking about Owens. so he's gonna be trying to convince the colonel like hey we do need to use l um but i i think he's gonna still be a a hindrance i I think sullivan's still gonna he called it he called a hit on a girl yeah (laughs) there's no coming back from that for me yeah Yeah. Okay, very good. Uh, so, like I said, I want to be probably jumping back and forth between like the various notes I have between the two episodes. So, going to the piggyback episode, uh, the battle between Eleven and Vecna that was actually pretty exciting and thrilling for me to see. Get to see him fight during the the Winter Ball and everything like that. And then it's revealed that Vecna is in fact the big bad of the whole series. Not not just the five star general as Dustin called him, but he is in fact the big bad. Yeah, he created the the Mind Flare. That was a huge shock to me. So that was pretty cool. Uh, what did you think of that whole sequence? It, it was, it seemed like it was kind of long, but I guess it was done well to effect. I mean, the, the, uh, the whole battle between Eleven and Vecna. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, uh, could, could have done with more of them fighting at least. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the twist of him being the big bad, I think we both went like, oh, okay. Wasn't super surprised. I don't know. 
It's kind of yeah. hard to say. I didn't really see it coming, but at the same time, it was like, okay, that makes sense, you know? And yeah. Um, yeah. I really liked the fact that he, like you said, created the mind player and made it look like a spider, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's the explanation why it looks the way it does. Yeah. It's yeah. because of his, uh, him liking spiders so much, Black Widows in particular. Mm-hmm. I, I did think that was rather creatively done mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. And their fight, their fight was pretty cool. I liked their fight a lot, but yeah, I could have wished I could have seen a little bit more, but yeah, it was cool. <laughs> I feel like they're holding back on some of it just to give us some cool sequences in season five. Oh, I'm absolutely. okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Totally okay with that. Very good. Uh, with uh, with Max, you know, it's actually been interesting. So I, I go back and I re-listen to our episode because it's a really cool episode. In fact, a little side note, it's actually my second most downloaded episode. So thank you both. Uh, the only one that's done better is uh, my debut episode of Allison. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I, I keep thinking Max. So, okay. So in my mind, I had thought, okay, Vecna probably, you know, he should be able to show how dangerous and uh, big of a threat he is and that's why i initially thought okay maybe he should kill max in that sequence but now as we see that killing max would have resulted in the whole the four gone the four portals being open uh, at that moment so i i guess the, the writers know what they're doing <laughs> and that it happens then which was really cool and exciting to see and uh the death of the the one bully guy you know it was actually kind of gruesome but kind of cool too when the portal opens and splits him in half <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, and it, it was just quick, and and it was like you know, it was almost off screen, you know, because yeah. it was so quick. It's like that's all he deserved. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> it yeah, was so awesome. I'd imagine like the the witch hunt going on between in the town of Hawkins. That's not happening anymore because like, we've seen half the residents have like vamoose that they're gone. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah. with Max, okay. So again, it could have seemed like she was gonna die this time, but now she's just in a coma. Uh, what do you think will be Max's fate in the, the fifth season? That's a good question. I've been thinking about this. I have thoughts. It was interesting how Elle wasn't able to find her. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe Elle, through finding Max, is also going to uncover some new ability in herself that's going to help her beat Vecna. Um, being able to delve even deeper into someone's mind. I don't know. What do you think? That's not a bad idea. I didn't think about that. But I, I do think about this current state that Max is in. Mm-hmm. Um, broken arms, broken legs. She was blind before she died. Mm-hmm. Died in quotation marks. Yeah, will she be able to see? So I think Max is going to be massively disabled in our final season. She she may be up and walking again if they do the time jump, which it sounds like they probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Max not being able to see and things like that, like I think that she's just gonna be way more powerful in terms of like the her ability to be able to control her mind and potentially use some sort of a link that she may still have with her mind at Vecna. Mm-hmm. Maybe Vecna literally opening up physical portals also opens up figurative portals between minds, and maybe she will be useful in kind of spying on Vecna through his mind yeah, with with Elle's help. Maybe she'll be kind of a conduit between the two of them. Yeah, that's that a really, I think would be really interesting. No, absolutely. That's absolutely agree with you on that point, Nathan, because uh, we saw that uh, Will had been uh, essentially a spy or they were able to utilize him in season two for doing the, the same thing. So that, I think that's that, right. absolutely a possibility yeah. for Rax. Yeah. Uh, the whole sequence with uh, 
uh, Max and uh, Lucas had that was really touching and really cool when they're they were passing along notes because they didn't want to give away their position to Lucas and he asked her to the movies and then she draws a little picture of them at the movies which was really cool to see that. Uh, and then also, I had a question for you guys, too. So in the hospital scene, uh, Lucas is uh, reading a book to her and the book that he's reading to her. Again, I had to do a deep dive into this. Look up some uh, YouTube videos talking about the, the show. Um, it's called The Talisman by Stephen King and Peter Straub. I don't know if you've heard of that book before. No, you know, it, I, I saw I saw Stephen King's name on the book and I, okay, saw I, wasn't sure. I, I don't know anything else about it. Oh, OK, well, the interesting Easter egg about that is apparently the Duffer Brothers are going to be adapting that book for Netflix with uh, Amblin Entertainment. So Steven Spielberg might be involved in some capacity. So I guess Ooh. that was like a wink and nod type of thing, which was pretty cool. That's cool. Maybe they'll ad adapt a Stephen King movie slash book. Yeah. <laughs> So a fun little Easter egg, but again, like it's one of those things that unless you do the research, look it up on YouTube videos, most people probably wouldn't even caught it. I'm glad you pointed that out. I didn't. I didn't really catch that. I'm. I'm excited. Cool. We we very much enjoyed it. Part one, but not part two. But not part two. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, I want to say something real quick about Max's death. Oh yes, yes, of course. I thought. They should have either killed her, like really killed her, or not at all. Because them, the, the way that scene where she died was written and acted was incredibly moving. It was so well done. And like I said, just heartbreaking. And, and then they took it back. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that trope so much because it's like it cheapens it. You know, it's like, why did you do that to us? And then, you know, never mind. It's just mm, also just, like that. Elle's ability to be able to heal her, force heal her was yeah, force heal <laughs> was something that was not built up to or hinted at. She's at all she just suddenly said nope you're not dying and it was like literally like the writers saying no you're not dying <laughs> yeah and the whole i know they needed max to die because they needed that fourth portal to open yeah. right mm -hmm. for story purposes mm -hmm. i get that but maybe it could have been eddie maybe vecna could have gotten eddie instead like they really wanted to kill eddie maybe he could have been the fourth portal you know why tease us with max's death like that and then take it back like just just kill her if you're gonna make that amazing scene make it worth it you know <laughs> as much as i love max i am glad she's still alive yeah for the record i'm yeah. glad she's still alive <laughs> yeah. but um but yeah just yeah. me nitpicking i guess yeah, no max no it's excellent point from, yeah max went from like a character that we did not like at all in season two to being like her death we were screaming at the tv <laughs> no! yeah we were very, very invested in her. So I think that's a massive credit to the writers as well as obviously the actress for just really so giving good. giving us such a great character. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which jumped to Eddie. So yes, uh, Kimmy, congratulations on predicting that Emmy that Eddie uh, would die. For Eddie. Ethan, congratulations on predicting that his guitar was actually going to play a part in the Upside Down, which the whole yeah. concept is really cool. Just the most metal concert you could possibly do in an alternate dimension, playing <laughs> awesome. Metallica. Yeah, <laughs> so cool. 
And and you're right. I mean, he he rolls up to the occasion like, you know, I always run away, but no, I'm not not this time. I'm going to be be courageous and brave. And then the whole sequence with Dustin talking to uh was his uncle, I think. Oh, at yeah. the very end, yeah. yeah, like, you know, explaining to him like, you know, you're I I believe uh your nephew. I mean, he was brave, he was kind, he was a hero. The whole sequence I thought was really great. So, what what did you think with Eddie's whole entire story arc from from the first part of season four to the finale. Well, first of all, I'd like to say, I think we've been a bit robbed. He should have been introduced several seasons ago. <laughs> we loved him so much. Um, well, apparently he'd been around Hawkins for a while since he hadn't graduated. So they could have. Yeah, right. They could have had him in there. I know. I understand though. Um, I, I really liked his arc. I thought it was very believable and um, well-earned, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well acted too. I, I can't remember that actor's name, but I think he's great. I know he's English, so that's kind of even cooler. You wouldn't know it listening to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, his his death, um, like I said, predicted it because how it else was, were the writers going to take care of him? Mm-hmm. Um, it was very telegraphed with his whole I always, I, run, I keep, away. I always run away yeah. and then him saying like, you guys are going to be the future. You're going to have to take care of these little sheep. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, oh, you're gonna die. I didn't want him to die. Period. No, but it, <laughs> yeah. it was gonna happen. And um, something else too that was interesting. I I compared his death with Bob's death because they were both characters that were introduced for just one season and then were killed off, right? Mm-hmm. And with Bob's death, I was literally on my feet screaming at the TV. <laughs> I was so like, Bob, pick up the gun. Don't forget the gun. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Don't stop running. Why don't you stop running? Anyway, with Eddie, not so much. Um, And that might be because, like I said, I saw it coming. Mm -hmm. Um, And or maybe because we just kind of knew what to expect by now from this show. Barb, Um, Bob, Alexi. Billy. Billy. He wasn't Eddie, a one but Billy, Billy was a, yeah. Anyway, um, but with, with Eddie's death, I, I kind of wish they made it just a little more necessary because it kind of wasn't at that point. He could have kept running and that would have been fine. It's like they would have kept chasing you, buddy. You would have kept doing your job, distracting them. Keep running. Why did you stop and let them kill you? <laughs> that was kind of my thought. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, you could argue at that point that he didn't know that what he was doing was serving almost no purpose anymore. Yeah. But yeah. but still, it, it did feel a little pointless. And I do agree with Kimmy. I think um, he could have still served his whole, his whole overall, overall arc. And if he had to die... It, I think it would have been better to suddenly have this switch where Vecna just understands because he's an intelligent dude. Ah, San, or Max is bait. And I'm going to go after, um, I'm going to go after Eddie instead. Surprise. I know what you guys are up to. Check this out. And by, by doing that, like it would have made his, his death a lot more meaningful it could have thrown quite a wrench in the machine for that to happen for Max's bait not to work and a big twist of oh Vecna's not taking the bait he's actually gonna go for someone else and then have everyone have to oh crap what are we gonna do now and then <clears throat> then we have a death and it's it's more of a, a stumbling block than they really I mean everything else went pretty smoothly like everything went really smoothly if you think about it yeah <laughs> 
like the the, the synchronization the, between of all, the all of the groups yeah somehow coming and working together even in russia yeah where i'm still surprised everyone survived was <laughs> <laughs> well, actually pretty pretty uh pretty amazing that they only walked away with one casualty yeah yeah yeah. Uh, going back to the what you guys were just talking about in uh, not taking the bait and going for someone else. I mean, going back to the piggyback episode. No, I'm sorry, not the piggyback, uh, uh, Papa episode. Uh, Vecna could have chosen Nancy. I mean, he had Nancy. It was almost, I think, in a way like he was kind of toying with the group. Like when he specifically yeah. told uh, Nancy, hey, go tell Eleven. This is what I want you to tell her everything that I'm showing you, uh, which was pretty intense. Um First, I mean, I loved how uh, bad A Nancy was with the shotgun. That was so cool. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> but then great. also with the, the horrific vision that uh, Vecna had shown her, I mean, like, you know, the portals opening up, like she described it as like, you know, monsters emerging that her family was dying. Uh, what do you think of that whole sequence of that whole vision that Nancy had received from Vecna? I wouldn't be surprised if we see all of that in the next season. I don't want Nancy's family to die. For the record, um, but with the way things ended in this season, that could totally happen now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the fact that going into this next season, we were sitting here going, okay, like what kinds of predictions do we have for next season? And we really don't have a lot. We yeah. don't I feel like anything could happen, happen at this point. Anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, absolutely. Um, it's kind of kind of hard to see where things are going to go now. I mean, there was kind of maybe an indication before when season three ended, you know, they gave us that teaser that Hopper was still alive. So, okay. Yeah. So we, we're probably going to see Hopper in a jail in, in Russia or, you know, um, 11 dealing with the aftermath of not having her powers. I mean, I agree with you guys. I have no idea what we're going to see now in season five. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> And whenever we get it right in the next yeah. uh, four or 10 years, whatever, whatever's going to finally come out. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not too long. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah. go going back to, or sticking with the, the Papa episode. So we finally get the reveal of uh, Will's picture, which was, was kind of cool to see that it's the whole so group. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, and I guess technically he did tell a little bit of a fib that uh, he had told uh, Mike that uh, 11 had commissioned him to, to draw the mm -hmm. picture. Whereas, you know, technically he drew it all himself based on the monologue that Eleven had given. And then that whole sequence when he's, you know, uh, coming out, but not really coming out. So he didn't actually say it, but I mean, the way he was talking and the way that Jonathan was listening in, it, it was a tender moment. It was a, a good moment for, for Will, I thought. Absolutely. That was, that was so well done. That, that yeah. actor who plays Will, man. No, was something, I forget that uh, was his name. Honestly, I think he's one of the best in that whole group. He's so good. That was, that was so well written. There were so many well acted emotional scenes in this entire season. The acting in this season, I think has been what some of the best acting that's come out of stranger things period. Mm -hmm. I would say Will's acting in, in or Will's arc in this season was one of the most moving. And I thought it was sad. Things. It was so sad that he, you know, the way he was, uh, saying what he was saying to mike was uh kind of um how do, what's the way to put this he was saying it as though it was 11 you know um she she loves you because of this whereas he was actually saying i love you because of this yeah, yeah. you know he's confessing without without really confessing, confessing. Yeah. yeah and it kind of makes you want to just you know 
take Mike by the throat and just go, do you understand what's really going on? Do you, how do you not? <laughs> one of us would be choking Mike. The other one would be giving Will a hug and then we would switch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very yeah. good. Yeah. So yeah, we get all a lot ton of really great emotional scenes with uh, the characters, everything they're going through. But as we mentioned before in the previous episode that we recorded, there's so much really cool humor and comedy that we're seeing too. So I, I love when Argyle makes his suggestion, hey, let's go visit the pizza place here in uh in nevada and las vegas and a funny little easter egg that i caught as well from watching these youtube videos talking about the show apparently the the guy who lets them into the the nevada or the las vegas uh pizza place what's the pizza place called surfer surfer boys surfer boys yeah Uh, apparently he's credited as argyle 2.0 the guy who made it in, which is really hilarious and funny. We saw him, we laughed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Argyle's been great. It's just really funny, and you know, he, anything he says is just funny. Like we you know when they they go back at the very end of the the piggyback episode, they go to Hopper's old cabin in the woods, and he's talking like, you oh, know, this fortress of solitude isn't very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so I would definitely want to see more of Argyle, I think, to keep things light because we're going to go to some really dark territory in season five. Yeah, yeah. we're going to need him. I, I just love how on board he is with everything, you know, with the with Ellen or superpowers. He's like, oh, you need a you need a tub with a bunch of salt. OK, doesn't even like stop to say why, you know, <laughs> this will be the first time a mind battle's ever been done from a pizza freezer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, we love Argyle. He's awesome. Uh, very good. Very good. Uh, one more uh, touching scene that I wanted to bring up and discuss the, the reuniting of uh, Jane and Hopper, which was really great to see. I mean, they're awesome. Yeah. Great. Uh, again, I guess kind of, I get to kind of experience that a little bit myself, you know, with Allison and I recently adopting a child who's not our biological child, but we love as if he was. So I, I can understand the dynamic between uh, uh, Jane and Hopper. I thought it was really great to finally see them together again. To, to so see sweet. To see the stark dynamic to between Papa and Hopper was it, it made when Hopper shows up feel so much better. Like I I was getting emotional. Just mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's so good to have you back. Thank you. Yeah. And then <laughs> Thank the you parallel for loving this poor, poor tortured girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then parallel between between the two of them with their hair and everything they've been through you know, mm-hmm. both being imprisoned. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. So, no, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so going to the Russian scene now for, for uh, Hopper, uh, uh, Joyce and, and Murray, uh, there's a few Easter eggs again. I mean, I, I should, shouldn't be so obsessed with watching these videos on YouTube. I don't want to get <laughs> spoiled for me, but uh, they do point out some really cool Easter eggs. Like, uh, so when they're going through that room with all the, 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 the dead uh, Demogorgons who are in suspended animation, that whole sequence was made to look exactly like Winona Ryder's movie, uh, Alien Resurrection. I've never actually seen the movie, but apparently they have like <laughs> really? in, yeah, in, like, that no, yellow. That looks, yeah, it looks exactly like that. You're right. Oh my gosh, yeah. you're totally and right. Then, and then there was another Easter egg that it seemed kind of. I'm bringing this up because again, there's so many Easter egg and homages, it can be hard to keep track of every single one. But when uh, Hopper has his last fight with the Demogorgon, which was really awesome, by the way, I remember mm-hmm. seeing him pick up the sword, and I'm thinking, hey, where did that sword come from? That can't just 
show up randomly. But I guess, right. you know, remember the, the Russian inmates, they were of no consequence at all because they just all got slaughtered, but they had access to all those weapons. So I guess one of them right. got left behind from the battle. And uh, that particular sword, it's an exact replica of Conan the Barbarian sword from Arnold Schwarzenegger. No way. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, I knew I had seen that before. So oh, that's so One great. of those really subtle things you wouldn't have known. But again, like the, the people who talk about it on YouTube and create videos, they're more obsessed than any of us. So <laughs> bless their hearts. We need them. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, yeah I, overall, I was very pleased and happy as, as uh, Nathan had mentioned. I think this has been the best season since season one. So much humor, so much great drama and acting, thrilling, exciting sequences. Uh, season five is going to be hard pressed to top it, but like we discussed, it's going to be hard to kind of predict, predict, engage what we think is going to happen. So uh, before we get to predictions for season five, if we have any at all, uh, were there any other talking points that you guys wanted to bring up uh, from these last two episodes? Yes. Why did why did Eleven wind up at that skate park? I, I we we're wondering if that's going to be significant in season five because it was kind of random. We didn't really learn anything new about Max, and um, it just seemed kind of like I said random. Yeah. So. That's just something that uh, so we, we discuss briefly and then stop because we don't have the answer and we can only yeah. assume it's going to be relevant later. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it'll be some inception level stuff going on. And for some reason, L having arrived in Max's memory at a skate park is going to be a significant point of some, some regard. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to feel like l's super friends who never showed up in this season you know they popped up for one episode in season two everyone hated them and then yeah. they <laughs> up again um one of my minor predictions is that hey we'll finally get a payoff of them in season five because they'll come help fight the upside down yeah maybe mm -hmm. we'll see and then last thing we haven't covered, we, we have a Word document here on my computer. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. things we wanted to talk. We covered them all. Um, the last one was uh, just Vecna as a villain. Um, I don't know if you watch uh, uh, the pitch meeting uh, videos on YouTube. They're pretty great. And they did a, a pitch meeting of, of Stranger Things season four. And they pointed out the fact that Vecna is kind of like Voldemort um in many which, ways which you think on a surface <laughs> level oh that's funny but, but when you then, really think about it it's like oh yeah he's he's a dark wizard defeated by a child defeated by a child weakened weakened <laughs> gains his power fights high school students loses also doesn't have a nose no yeah anyway, <laughs> kind of funny but just him as a character it's um it's one of the one of my uh uh favorite things to nitpick at is if a villain is not sympathetic at all mm -hmm. um for instance one of my all-time favorite villains ever is loki because yeah. he's a great villain but you can also feel sorry for him you can also understand his motivations right mm -hmm. um vecna i don't understand and i don't feel sorry for right. him at all we, we kind of put he's down kind of born evil i born guess evil question mark yeah you know, kind of like old Mort, you know yeah. and um <laughs> Yeah, it would have been nice for them to develop him a little more in that regard, give more of a reason, I guess. Because I mean, to be fair, Brenner did abuse him, and you know, he he grew up, was raised in that awful environment, but mm -hmm. he was evil before that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he killed, killed his, his mom and yeah. sister, and attempted to kill his own dad. 
prior to all of this. And all of that, the only reason we get is because he wanted to impose order on the chaos of the world. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So Voldemort. Anyway. Voldemort. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's just a, a critique, I guess. And but we never know. Maybe we'll get more about from him in the next season that we can develop him more. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, possible. No, possibly. Yeah. In fact, it was kind of interesting that he was talking about like his, his plans that he's done up until this point, like, uh, uh, yeah. you know, the, the getting the monsters into the, the, our world, uh, which again, like we kind of discussed about briefly, like, or, or Nathan had mentioned possibly of like, you know, Red Dawn-esque uh, scenario where, you know, the upside down is going to invade Hawkins and essentially the whole world. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny up to this point, he's been using, you know, the portals that have been opened by 11, and uh, I thought that it kind of just had into my mind. So uh, when Will goes back to the, the the normal world after they rescued him from the Upside Down and he coughs off that slug, which turns into a, a demi-dog, uh, was that the same demi-dog that uh, uh, Dustin had found that he named Dart? Because he found it like in the pipes or he, he coughed it up into the sink and then Dustin found it in his garbage. I, so I don't know if it had gone through. I don't know if he knows for sure, but I'm, I would say that's probably a safe bet. Yeah, yeah. So, so, anyways, it just seems like he's been trying to to get his way inside to our world, to to you know, and then he had his well laid out plan of like uh, creating that like uh, monster thing from season three that was able to steal Eleven's power. So, I guess he's been kind of orchestrating things like that. Uh, I guess if we find out more of his motivation, that would be interesting and great. Uh, it was also kind of interesting to hear that Brenner was specifically looking for Henry. Uh, that, right. that, that was the whole reason for sending people into the upside down from season one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, a lot, lot of unanswered questions, but I think places they, they could take the story in season five. Yeah, that was that was another answered question we got, huh? Like, why? Yeah. Why? Oh, he's looking for Henry the whole time. Right. Um, and then using the whole Russian Cold War thing is probably a means to get the funding he needed to make it all happen. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that was actually pretty well done. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that slug that Will coughed up that happened at Christmas. Yeah, I just remembered. And when when did uh, season two take place? Was it the summer? I think it was Halloween time because remember they had the oh, Ghostbusters. It costume. was Halloween, right? So that would have been a whole year, almost a whole year late, later. So maybe that wasn't dark. Probably maybe not. It was yeah, a different slug. Anyway, yeah. I do not know the life cycle of of slug <laughs> to demi dog to demi gorgon. <laughs> That's a good point. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah, Vecna was definitely trying to sneak his way into our world, and now he's done it. So it'll be really mm-hmm. interesting and exciting to see what happens now in season five. Uh, I know we've already kind of said that we just don't really have any clues, but I mean, are there any just wild guesses or speculations for, for season five before we wrap up? Uh, you you had, uh, Nathan had um, pointed out the Vecna's song and was wondering if there was any significance to it. I can't remember what the name of the song is, but it's the song Dream that was a little dream of me. That one. Yeah. Ella Fitzgerald, New York. Um, interesting that it started to play as he slowly bled into Max's happy place in, mm-hmm. at the snowball. Um, I, I told Nathan, like, I think they just used it because it was creepy. And it was, it fit the aesthetic of him slowly making everything creepy. But, well, I but think it was also it recorded was... around that time when he was a child, like in the, the early, late, late 50s, early 60s, I think, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So it might actually be more significant than we think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, it, it's this is the great thing about season five. We're we're literally grasping at straws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I uh all I all I'm gonna come up with, I think, is obviously Dr. Owens will show back up. I hope. Um he'll probably help L get even more super powered. And yeah. I think uh Will and Max will both be instrumental in the fight against Vecna because of their connections with him. Uh-huh. Yeah. and the the last straw is that l's super friends are going to show up and help fight no please no <laughs> <laughs> it'd be great for them to show up to fight and then they get massacred no <laughs> um i think well the i don't think i we, i think we all know the love triangle between nancy and then jonathan and steve is going to have to be resolved mm-hmm. um i just hope it doesn't mean one of them has to die but that seems to be the writer's go-to I mean, that's what happened with Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And with Jonathan lying to Nancy at the very end there, I think that Steve yeah. is probably going to be the one who wins out. I don't know. I don't know. I can't. Unless someone dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think someone's Yeah. Die. Um, uh, to be honest, I, I like Steve more than Jonathan, but at the same time, I kind of don't like maybe Nancy just b- bouncing around. I mean, I'd say just just pick a guy right. play with him. <laughs> pick Robin. <laughs> Surprise all of us. That'd be great. Yeah, well, that, Robin that has work. her has her lady love now. She's happy. Her uh, uh, Molly Ringwald lookalike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, huh? <laughs> Great, yeah. great. Um, were there any other talking points? I mean, uh, I, we pretty much covered everything I wanted to discuss. So, every character arc was great, I think, except for Mike's. Mike's was the only one, and and Dustin didn't do too much. He was he was kind of there just to be tutelaged by Steve and Eddie. Uh-huh. But yeah, Mike's Mike's whole arc of like I I can't say I love you. Never mind, I love you. <laughs> like him, him yeah. wanting to go after and save El and all of that, like that was that was fine and all. I just everyone else had an amazing arc. Lucas had a great arc. Mm-hmm. Um, Will had a great arc. You know, like everyone had a good arc except for him, I think. Yeah. Anyway, that's just but a still like that's nitpicking. This was a fantastic season. I it think was we, so good. We mm-hmm. we said that season one is still our favorite, but mm-hmm. season four kind of tied with season two. Mm-hmm. for our second favorite mm-hmm. season yeah. three's at the yeah <laughs> <laughs> so just one last thought that i just had then i mean we kind of talked about it before in the, the other podcast but i really would love to see all four boys back together again just having their own adventures like you know with them like we haven't seen since season one really uh or i, or, I mean technically for most of season one we didn't because uh will was in the upside down but uh that's true um, yeah, so so yeah, most of, I guess the beginning and then the beginning of season one and then the beginning of season two. I really wanted to just see the four boys act together again, just being boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're happy that they're all back together again, yeah. and I hope they stay that way because this show always splits them up <laughs> and then gets them back together right at the very end. So I'm happy that they're all back together again. And I hope they stay that way throughout season five. That'd be a nice change. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, very yeah. good. Very good. Well, if there's nothing else, and I think we're good to go ahead and wrap up for tonight. But uh, what we definitely need to do is find another show to watch together and uh, talk about it because I love doing yeah. this. <laughs> well, there's definitely no shortage of shows. So we just got to find one that we like and go from there. This is true. Very yeah. true. But uh, Kimmy, Nathan, thank you so much. This is so much fun for me, and I can't wait to uh, release this episode. And great seeing you both too. And great that we can just catch up and 
glad to see you're both doing well and uh, happy to well. Thank you. It was good to see you too. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just give our regards to Allison. I will. Thank you. Okay. So you've been listening to the Cats Super Fun Podcast. Thanks, everybody.